gente, it's your girl Nina Montañez. Hey yo, what to it do with your boy Rue, and I'm coming for you. <laughs> and this is Sofrito Speaks. Hey, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. What's going on, everybody? This How is y'all living? Damas y caballeros. We have guests. We, do. More we than have one, guests. Uh, I want to introduce Imagina Essex. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi. hi. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Whoa, what's up? What's up? <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, word. We just let a mic fall. So, but we good. We good. We, got it, we, got it. we will. We will survive. All right. So welcome to Sofrito Speaks. This is episode number eight, season number four. Y'all already know. We are about to get into it, into the first section, which is El Chisme. This is the part of the show where you let us know what had you fucked up this past week. Bad, good, everything in between. You want to start it? Yo, honestly, <laughs> you know what's really annoying? Like... I hate like the blatant favoritism in the workplace. So it's like, don't tell me I can't do this. And five minutes later, my Somebody coworker does the does exact it. same thing. And you just looked away. Like you took the time to reprimand me for something. And you just let someone do the same shit. Like, I'm not even trying to be like a kid about it. But if you're I, like, that's one thing that really irks me. Like the consistency amongst management when it's not there. I literally have a whole ass bitch fit. <laughs> I can already tell this is about a store. Yeah, <laughs> I can absolutely yes. I've worked in retail um, far too many times to know that. It's absolutely. I'm just you know. I'm just like it doesn't make any sense to me. And then I also what also has me fucked up is just like having too many managers and like. I understand everybody has difference of opinion. Everybody has a different leadership style. I understand, but they gotta all be on that. some type of However, the same page. However, I absolutely despise that my work day is going to be dependent upon how what my manager showed up if they're having a shitty day we're fucked yeah like that's that it just makes for like such a shitty work environment like i don't even want to be there like i'm like yo when's my break mm-hmm. i go to the bathroom often i'm just like this is dumb i mean you're getting paid minimum wage you better use that bathroom okay what about you? I let them know I'm trying to drink a gallon of water a day so if they i said ahead of time yo i'm trying to get on a gallon so if i'm in the bathroom a lot you already know why i don't be drinking a gallon what about you, Felipe? So, so you know, with things kind of getting a little bit back to normal, the uh, that you know, I'll talk. About, it's about work stuff too. It's uh, it's like you know, I got a lot of uh, the management pretending that like remote work isn't like a normal thing now. Mm, like, it's mm. like, yeah. So, you know, in my in my company, it was something where. You know, my department never had access to it, and and now it's like because they didn't trust us or whatever it felt like, and now um, with with us proving that for over a year, and you know, I'm not trying to go back to Boston five days a week. Yeah, oh. that's a drug. And all that, and get back in that traffic. You know, uh, I was we we're paying four hundred dollars a month for a garage before. You know, it's like wow like, for a fucking garage. It's like because I work with my wife at the same company. And it's like, like, so even if we want to take the train, we have to pay for two train passes. So that was like the cheapest option, I guess, unless I want to take the bus. But ain't nobody trying to take the bus to Boston. Because it's it's like the same traffic, you know, as 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 driving, but in the bus. So, so it's like, you know, obviously throughout this time, we proved more more than proved that we could handle it. But Mm -hmm. it's like, like they're not willing to tell us. For sure that we're going to... Oh, to stay remote? Are they at least yeah. trying to do like a happy medium? Like, yeah, hey, like, like if I, you do three days out of the week, two days that, in... That's exactly what like, Because like, I'm cool with going As in. long as you log the time and the yeah. work gets done, does it really matter where it gets done at? And isn't it saving money, company money, like not having to pay an electricity yeah. bill, a water bill, like yeah, to house space for employees? Yeah, like I don't know if they, like, they pay for like a lease for like X million years in advance. So, oh. so it's like, oh, we got the space, so we might as well have people here. I don't know. But like... Pause. But I, uh, I think that we, uh, like I said, like we've proven ourselves, and like, like Nina was saying, I think like three days at home, two days would be perfect, because you know, if they're trying to cultivate a company culture, then then fine. But and you know, but I think you do. It's that. always the corporate politics for me. 
right then i'm just like no I'm not now it's like now you have to be in the office it's like but we proved that we didn't have to do that thanks for a whole year thanks <laughs> what about you taylor what has me fucked up this week okay <laughs> is that right yeah yes. um like i was kind of talking to you about earlier was that i did this pro bono shoot for free and um landed my time when i really you better say your credits to. though yeah uh, <laughs> let them know run the so, resume please recently i have done my first vogue cover okay period and i have the latest spread in l magazine okay come through okay. and i did this little project for a friend helping out local and they didn't even put my name in that bitch and i'm really upset about it Ooh, you should so, be. So you said a friend <laughs> A friend, yes. I don't know how it got swept under the rug, but <laughs> somebody didn't do the proper credits. Um, this photographer is kind of new to the game, I think, so doesn't really know maybe the proper way to go about it. But how do you leave somebody that spent their time with you that entire day? And you're an right? interior desi- designer. I'm a fashion stylist. Oh, she's a okay fashion stylist. I do some interior design. My project, my role with Imahina Essex is to be the interior designer of that space. Work. So I work... In, in both um, spaces with that, but I am a fashion stylist. Okay, period. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> and that's fucked up. All right, Jane. <laughs> well, for me, something that has me fucked up this week and every week is just the fact that there's so many physical... Bring it close to the mic. Bring it closer. Yeah. So many physical gyms, Perfect. but there's nothing for mental health. Like, that's just something that bothers me forever because I feel like COVID impacted a lot of people. And like, it's something that is not much is being done about. Like, there should be more, more awareness on mental health. So that's something that always bothers me, at least. Yeah. So you're saying that we should have more spaces for, for like, like yeah, therapy. Like, I mean, yeah, things like that for therapy. I definitely disorder. think in the communities, we, we, especially like in Lawrence, there's so much, so many mental health issues. Right. Like, if we made it more accessible, like you said, like there's physical gyms. Exactly. If you want to work on your physical being, there's not a space where you can work mm-hmm. on your mental, um, your mental space. And I think that if that was a thing that you know happened, then it wouldn't be there wouldn't be a negative connotation. Right. It would be like a trend, which is unfortunate that it has to become something like that for people to be like, oh, this is a good thing. Which I feel is, like it's moving in that direction, though. Yeah. Like, I hope so, because when you think about it, you look everywhere. There's a gym here, a gym over here. People starting their own type of gyms, but. Nothing's being done for like the mental health section. Yeah. yeah, and then you can become a trainer, get paid to be a trainer, but then it's like the years of schooling that you have to do to so, like so be a counselor. It's a lot. It's a lot of shit. So, something I had in mind was like pretty much combining the two. You feel me? Like somebody come up with a. This is a great business idea, by the way. Somebody come up with like a physical gym that also offers mental health. You know, some type of help for that. Yeah. And charge a membership fee. And help them out with their physical, but also help them out with their mental. Yeah. I feel like that would be amazing. The two go together. If you're not, if you don't, if you're not up here, if you don't feel it up here, then you're you not physically gonna, you're not exactly. you're not gonna want to do it. So, I it's get that. It's kind of like AA. We have that, and that's useful and helpful to so many people. But what about a community space where we can speak freely about other things that are fucking us up? Yeah, I better yeah, I better go off. <laughs> Copyright, trademark. Don't take none of these ideas. Period. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I had a good week. Um, I've actually had a good past two weeks. I'm taking this role of Rue Diddy now. Um, huh? I'm, don't judge it. My name is Rue Diddy. Period. Um, I'm the new P Diddy of Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> wow. um, but I launched my podcast, which was really fun. Uh, very stressful. Uh, in the last episode, I said we had a YouTube video, but my laptop is playing my life. So that's coming. Um, and then, yeah, we had this fun interview, and we're here. We're doing it. So I had a good way. Work didn't have you fucked up? Work, honey, I already gave my notice. I'm not, I'm not talking Did about Did you work. really? We're not going into <laughs> it. Yeah. I gave my notice because I just, my mental health exactly. is compromised with this job and the politics behind it and the whole like I want to be your friend but I'm your manager or I want to be your friend but I'm your coworker and it's like we're not friends we're getting paid to be here I come to work I do my job I have one friend there it's still interesting how like people get upset when that is a boundary that you set yeah. in the workspace and I'm that... very strict with it and they're like how long have you been there I've only been there six months Oh, and it's just not see you later yeah it's just not it's not doing it for me i gave my notice and i had four days off and i was so happy and i had such a good time and then literally when i went back that morning i was like my eyes started twitching 
What kind of space do you work in? I am a medical secretary at um, Leahy Hospital. I'll say it. I don't care. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it sucks because I need the money, but I'd rather struggle, you know? Honestly, I feel like, again, mental health, if you're not good up here, everything else, you could be making the money and still be going through it. So, like, what re- what good right. is it really going to do Preaching. for you? Preaching. You're absolutely not wrong. You are absolutely not wrong. I woke up at 6.30 to go stretch on the beach. And <laughs> it was great for my mental health. Wow. I want to do more that things like that. that. Yes. That's why I gave my notice. <laughs> I want to have but the time. I think the thing is, like, like, talking about mental health a little more is, like, I think that's something that, you know, we're like our generation, like especially like 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 Latino communities like that. There's there's even more of a stigma than in, in non-Latino seriously. communities. You seriously. Know what I mean? And yeah. and I feel like like our generation and younger, we're, we're starting to move forward and, and kind of we're trying to do more. Do There's like more that needs to get beach. done. <laughs> Do more. Always. Like I always say, I feel like the generations before us let us down, and they were just like, we're just, we're just happy with forty hours a week, yeah, a check, a house, a fence. And our parents are still living like that. And yeah. and it's you know, and I talk yes. to my mom about this all the time, and I'm like, it's cool that that's what you guys think you know life is, but we don't live in that if world that anymore. If that works for you, we don't live in that means. world anymore. There's so much more. You can make a million dollars off of this. Mm-hmm. If you play your fucking cards right. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Like, I feel like people don't, the older generation, they don't understand that. They're like, you're always on your phone. You're always with your friends. And it's like, no, I'm not with my friends. We're out here creating. We're out here fucking filming people doing this to try to make a dollar back, you know? Even graduating high school and not necessarily knowing what I wanted to do or how I'd eventually be a stylist. You know, my dad was like, why don't you just sign up for the yeah. local school and get benefits and be like a janitor? And I'm like, what? No. Do you think that's me? <laughs> right. right. Like, benefits? did you not know me? Benefits Just for benefits? I, I feel like my mom used to think like that. I think she's at the point now where she's understanding that our, both of her kids are creatives. We can do a job. We're I'm fucking intelligent. I don't care what anybody says. And I can do any job you put me to do. But do I like it? Yeah. And I don't. What What scares me is the fact that thinking like, Yo, another 20 years are going to go by and you just did this. You just worked and you got two weeks off a year. And that was what I that's always my biggest fear. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a, a thing, too, with like kind of like let's say creatives and like like Latino men. Right. And like like them looking like let's say like my dad or something to like, oh, you're just, you know, fucking around doing that like get a real job like go be a mechanic or mm. a welder like not that there's anything wrong with that but like it's not um, me that that's definitely I, i'm not gonna do it like that's my, my wife I'm does all the projects in her house like she builds the decks like and like she'll like she just remodeled our bathtub during the pandemic <laughs> like oh no the whole bathroom but like like that's not that's not what i'm good at you know what i mean so i think that it took a while for my dad to understand like oh he's good at these things but they're not what like traditionally like i was taught was like what a man is supposed to do and and, you know i think a lot of it is like the stereotypical roles that's what our parents were taught that and you know it we are parents now yeah but That's fine. So we had, okay. we had to pause real quick. Some technical uh, difficulties. Some technical What's difficulties. It wouldn't be a Sofrito Speaks episode with if there wasn't. With guests. It wouldn't be an episode with guests if we didn't have technical difficulties. <laughs> Did you do this to Kendris? <laughs> <laughs> Did we so, have No, I think we might have ran through that a couple times. Yeah, we they had like three laptops yeah. prepared and shit. <laughs> Let's close this section up and head over to our next section, which is... Ay, bendito. Alrighty, let's get right into it. This is Ibenito, the part of the show where we let you guys, uh, actually, where we all chime in and discuss any media headlines or local headlines um, that anybody wants to bring to the table. Anybody got anything? Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so, like I was mentioning earlier, the, that Nike just got the trademark for the silhouette shoe. It's something that's really crazy to me because it's so like, for the ones yeah for the for the for the high the top silhouette high top ones. yeah the silhouette yeah like the way that the shoe is like the way it looks, looks and like, all that fun stuff like like how it, it looks just like a nike shoe but it's Without, instead of a swoosh it's mm-hmm. a, a lightning bolt 
So they got the trademark. Oh. And no, nobody can do anything like on that type of, you know, shoe. Because what people were doing, they was just slapping their logo on it and reselling. But they can get away with mids, though. That's what no they're checking that's, for mids. That's what they're saying now. People are saying like, oh, the mids is free right now. Let's you yeah. know, let's do something with the mids. But yeah, that's that's my media right now. There's a whole like sneaker war going on on Instagram. People going crazy all over. The sneaker game is an intense Yo. fucking yeah, game. They don't it play. is something, and there different. is money in there. Sure, like I'm just learning about it. Like the people, like bulk buyers. Yeah, people buy a bunch. Of, baby, this is kids. Baby, this is kids. I fit in what? youth. I fit That's in youth. Kids. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, right? oh, wow. So it makes it cheaper. Um, you know, a little discount, whatever. Whoa. Um, but yeah, I don't. People like are rude as shit when they like want a shoe. I'm like, people are starving. People are dying, and you're worried about fucking sneakers. I like, hear that. damn. I hear that. People like are like I I like work with people who will literally text people like, yo, send me this much money. The shoe just dropped. I gotta make sure that I get it. But you don't have the funds for the shoe. Like, what the? F- I don't get it. I'm in fashion, and I'll never understand that. I I, I don't get it. I don't like people. Yo, I I took half my rent for this, damn. and I'm like, I mean. Look Not the rain. No. <laughs> you got people doing like long ass lines to camp for shoes. Like I don't know if they are they it, still doing that. They still do because I know Nike does like the reserve app, and it's mm-hmm. literally only if you like it's a draw, like, either a draw or a reserve, and okay. only if you get it, you go to the store. So it prevents like that long ass line. Mm-hmm. So no one's really waiting like crazy. I mean, I think they do that for like more exclusive drops that people are still camping and stuff. But mm-hmm. like back in the days, like you know. When I was in high school and middle school, Black I remember. Jordan's on a Saturday. <laughs> people doing them long lines. I'm like talking about we're going to camp till 6 a.m. for them shoot. I'm like, hell. Yo, I, heard I buy some my stories. Gucci sneakers at TJ Maxx. You buy your Gucci sneakers at what? TJ Maxx? Yeah, some you TJ Maxx have really good. Like the one that is out near TJ Maxx headquarters has all the good <coughs> shit, all the good stuff. Oh, and I. You know what? <laughs> I don't care for Gucci sneakers, but like. Any Nike gear, if I can get it cheaper, I'll definitely go get it. <laughs> they have Nike gear at TJ Maxx. I know, I find it all the time. That's where I get all my workout gear. Work. So, Taylor, are you saying the one by Woburn? <laughs> Is that correct? What's the address? I may be saying Framingham. Oh. oh okay, Framingham. Okay, thank you. Okay. Is <laughs> it <in> Massachusetts? <laughs> all right. They close at what time? <laughs> <laughs> what else? What else you guys got? Anyone? Oh, so how about the in the high? I want, I want. Oh the, the, my the, god! The high Haven't seen it yet, Me but neither. there's a lot of like so, disappointment. You could watch in the it this Wednesday right at Spigot Brewery. Oh really? What? Or Tuesday? They're filming. They're playing it there. They're doing a screening. Yeah. <gasps> Tuesday. What time? Uh, I don't know. I saw the flyer briefly on someone's Instagram story. Please be at like ten. But go for so it. But I want, I want to talk about it in like <laughs> a really kind of like next level way. I think. Well, I'm, I'm Hit o- us with o- it. Let's get myself here, I guess. But. So I feel like, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll finally get representation in the media. And it's late. And that's just like, let's, no, no, not, not that. <laughs> that's just like, let's find That's what I was reading yeah, online. No, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah that's what, the thing. What did you say? But it's it's it, light skins representation yeah. of Latinos. Yeah. But. It's so sad, dude. But the thing is, right, as I sit in a room of lighter skinish Latinos. <laughs> right. But the thing is, like, like. We're getting like we're getting representation, which is something we hardly ever get to begin with, right? And it's like, so is it worse that we're getting it, and and not like obviously it would be better if it would include him, you know, Afro Latinos, yeah. Obviously, like you know, there's a lot of Dominicans in Washington Heights, like there's a lot of dark skin like mm-hmm, Dominicans, mm-hmm. but like, like we don't ever get to have a win. It's always like, okay, we're tearing this down, like. Like and, and not that it can't do better, but like, like where's the like, like we deserve a win too, you know what mm. I mean? But I think also we live in a day and age where we're now taking a look at these things where it's, mm-hmm. it's about if it's really about representation, why is my culture's representation always light skin? Mm. And there's a very big problem in the Latino community where it's like they feel that darker skinned Latinos are of a lesser value. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, for sure. You know, so it's like when when I saw the preview for In the Heights, I'm like, all right, this is dope. Overall, In the Heights is an iconic, you know, iconic uh, play. Mm-hmm. Um, I did think that there was some, you know, some pretty good talent that yeah. could have been booked, a.k.a. Cesar La Princesa. Like, she should have been in there. Like, there's so many YouTubers and, and, and famous, like, our generation, like, that are doing it in New York that could have been in there, you know? And yeah. they 
they literally closed it down to just like actors and and I don't know. There's just in the Heights. When you think of in the Heights, mm -hmm. you're thinking of like those in Washington Heights. Yeah. Like let's have some more like representation of what it really is like in the Heights, you know. But I am still excited to see the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, was, it was good, you know. But that's the thing. Like it's like when you watch something, you're like, I, I want to feel good about this, you know. Like I feel, I feel like like our people are being highlighted. You know, the, maybe the casting choices weren't great, but there's like the move, the credits roll, and then you have, you know, you have that that like that sense of guilt because you like it wasn't it wasn't what it could have been, mm. but at the same time, like it was, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, it's definitely something that made me feel seen, you know, and made me understand, you know, it's like oh, this is this feels like you know like a story I mean, that that I haven't I haven't seen on on the big screen yeah before. so you're from you're washington heights yeah so i was gonna say being from there like the fact that there's even a movie about you know our hood like where we grew up me i say we me and my peers and people i grew up with is amazing like you know like yeah. that's just dope like you feel me like i grew up here and like there's a movie like that's being mainstream and when so what philippe is speaking about i feel like it's just business you feel me like that's mm -hmm. just the media how it works i have like friends who are casting directors and they tell me that most of the times for like shoots and stuff, they will go for the lighter skinned people. Yeah. Just for business. Like, right. Like I've heard yeah. of like literal scripts stating yeah. they want to like light skin. They typecast. Like, yeah, there we go. Typecasting. Mm -hmm. um, but I just feel like with, there, I just, because then it does, it makes me like think about the actors and the people that, you know how sometimes there's bigger names on set that could have more pull and like changing something that's happening. And it, I just, I'm like, where where are y'all's voices when it comes right. to the film? Like, if y'all right. are gonna represent this, how come nobody was like, wait a minute, it's awfully it's awfully light in here. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, a lot of Afro Latinos, especially if you go to like any of the areas in in New York, like it's yeah. you're yeah. gonna see an array of of diversity. colors and diversity. And it's just, I just, I don't know. I'm like, it's 2021. How are we still talking about this? Like, I don't understand. I think too, what Jay was saying is that it comes from higher up mm -hmm. and I see that all the time in my industry it's like they take the curvy models but they're hot curvy models they're not like incredibly you know overweight they're the or, safe curvy models they're the safe curvy models like, they're the safe you're not seeing the cellulite you're not seeing the truth behind being a curvy person you're just seeing the one that looks exactly. decent enough and I think that we might be and moving. Then in, we hopefully and might be moving in the right direction, but it's not there yet. And yeah. clearly, to what you guys are saying um, with casting and and race and everything like that, it's not there yet. But hopefully, hopefully, it's so, getting there. I've been to. No? I, I mean, I remember once I went. Taylor needs to book me for a for a <laughs> styling for, 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 for a real obese person. I'm <laughs> I went one time to an audition in New York, and uh, they only like they only picked Asian people. Yeah, and there was oh, like over three hundred dancers. Wow, and only the Asian people were getting chosen. And I was like, so why didn't you just say that you're looking for Asians? Why make us come out here and then dance for you, audition, all this pressure, all this stress? You gotta go get your headshot. You gotta get this. You gotta get that. Only for you to just choose Asians. And some of them couldn't even really dance. IMO, in my opinion, but uh, that wasn't me being bitter. I was just like. There are better. Yeah. What type what type of dance do you do? I do hip hop. Hip hop? Yeah. Okay. Choreography. Yeah. That's dope. I used to do a lot of choreography growing up. I did ballroom. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I yeah, I competed ballroom. I did a lot of choreography. And what else? I think I think that's it. I did ballroom and choreography. I think you need to teach us some ballroom for this immediate <laughs> right? project. Immediately. <laughs> nah, I, I used to I used to love the tango. That was my favorite one. Damn. Yeah. Okay. There was, some, boom, there, was boom, there was a there was a competition boom, in New York. I forgot the name, but it was like a, a like a elementary school wide like competition where a bunch of kids will get like they'll get instructors to come to these schools and teach tango, foxtrot, salsa, merengue, and one more. And then you know they'll choose the best group. Let's talk about what we need more of in Lawrence right there, because that that idea right there is what we need more For out sure. here. Like me being able to like tell people like, yeah, I'm a Dominican that knows how to dance. Not me. I mean, I haven't danced in a while, but I know the steps to tango and to um, swing. Like, it's, you feel me? Like that's, that's not it's something rare. Uh, something else that would be needed, crazy, is chess. I used to play chess. Uh, Movement City actually hosts. Uh, well, before pandemic, um, we were hosting a I think chess and checkers 
uh, once a month mm -hmm. or once or twice a month. We have the kids come. We provide them pizza and they have an actual person that like is a master at, at checkers that comes and teaches it. I love that. Chess, chess changed my life. Literally like that, that game, I see it more like a, like just a cheat code for life. It helps yeah, you, that, it helps yeah. you think ahead. I was, I was in middle school. I was sixth grade playing against like 10 year olds. And he beat me like it was an Asian kid. He was 10 years old. He, you know, he smoked me. But just being able to build that connection and see, wow, like you have this much knowledge in a, in a board game, that is just crazy. Yeah. Work. Um, I need to watch In the Heights for sure. Maybe I'll come on Tuesday else? to watch it. Um, mine's stupid, but like it still irked me when I saw that it was like a headline multiple times and it was that Kanye West unfollowed the Kardashians. Okay, sisters. first of all, why was I about Jenners, to see the same thing? And I was just like, there's <laughs> other things. <laughs> going on in the world. I don't understand what, why like, we keep, like, I, first of all, do I don't care? understand why the media needs to report to us when a celebrity unfollows another celebrity, you know? Because then that what that is telling people is, like, if I unfollow you, we're not friends. Mm -hmm. And I actually just had somebody go through that. It's damn near, like, a top eight on MySpace. Like, I, I was number two. Why can am I number throw, four now? And then you guys, out the window? I, can I just say that I, I'm always super offended when people unfollow me. I really do take it just personally. Throw, I, I think of it as, like, you don't want to be my friend. You don't. You don't fuck with what I do. You don't like what I do. I, but I, you went out of your way to unfollow me. But I think I, I think that when we when we look at social media, it, for instance, I have a, a podcast page for my other podcast where I'm not following anyone uh, besides Sofrito speaks and myself because I think that automatically people feel like because you're following them, you're you know as like for me, if if you're following my personal page, I know that you're tuning into my personal life. But if I'm not following you, it's not because I don't like you. It's just because what you have, I don't want to see. And I get that. But the unfollow from like a personal page to a personal page with somebody that you've worked with in the past mm. or somebody that you considered a colleague or a friend or that follows other people in your industry and mm -hmm. you see a series of mutual friends, mm -hmm. for them to unfollow you, I feel like that's disrespectful. It's not passive-aggressive. It's passive-aggressive. Like, it's aggressive. I don't what I like, it's like leaving a group chat and not telling like, anybody leaving a group yeah. chat. <laughs> I'm, I'm truly triggered. I'm sorry. But this I like is something that, that I talk about. I like that during Facebook, they actually, you can stay friends with someone and unfollow. So I unfollow everyone on Facebook. But I'm really still your friend. I think that's a great idea. It's I think, a great idea. Yeah, I think like more platforms I understand platforms that not everybody that. is going to want to see what I do. Because there's just... Certain people that I'm like, like, even in my family, I'm like, girl, I don't want to fucking see it. Yeah. I don't care. I, mean, I don't. Like, some I well, now I mute people. So Instagram has mute. So I don't unfollow. I'll just literally, I'll just hit mute. Like, I'm exactly. Mute you. Can't you just mute me? Why do yeah. you have to unfollow me? My I'm, feelings are hurt. Who hurt you? Everybody. <laughs> <laughs> who is this person? We got to find them. It's too pause, much. pause. <laughs> Taylor, I'll, I'll follow you back again. <laughs> my news was very uninteresting. It was about the guy that got swallowed by a whale. Ooh, oh, that, that's what I wanted to talk about. I wanted to talk about that. That one has me all kinds of crazy. Like, there's. Did you see the interview? Like yeah, yes. like, yeah. And it happened in Cape Cod. Yes, right oh, here. It happened here. Massachusetts. Yeah. He he said that he just. I think he was he was diving. Yeah, he's um, like a diver. Yeah. And all he felt was just like. He was in something, and he, he's like, my first thought was, did I get eaten by a shark? And he's like, no, because I'm not in, like, he wasn't in pain. His knees, his legs hurt, but he wasn't in pain. And then he's like, and then I just saw light, like, and I just went towards the light, and he was, he was in a wheel. He, his entire body was in a whole wheel. consumed that's by crazy, a yo. humpback Just wheel. think about that. Yeah, that's just, <laughs> like, like, that's what you hear about in movies, like, yeah. we're seeing movies. Just... The whale just spit him out like, Pow. like I don't want you. But the 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 doctor that's working on it or something like that saying that it's impossibly true or that it doesn't seem to be like realistically. But think about how big a whale is. Yeah. Like I think it could be true. Whales also whales do not they don't like chew. to eat humans. Mm -hmm. But they they also don't chew. They're not like they don't it's go like, after us. So I, I just found it weird. I was like, mm, okay. It was a humpback whale. Or it's a, a humpback whale. Yeah. Humpback whale. It's a crazy story to tell though. Like you'll be able to tell. Yeah, I was by a whale. Like what? I know. That is cool. Yo, <laughs> I hope it's not a fucking lie. I'm be like, listen. At this point, I'm gonna do something stupid. I say something stupid to go viral. I'm <laughs> nah, over this shit. It works. <laughs> All right, y'all. Let's close this Ivanito up and head over to our next. Actually, we're gonna take a break. <laughs> I always forget that, that we're gonna take time. a break. Before we get into all that, let's take a break. Caldero talk.
Alrighty, 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 alrighty. Welcome to Caldero Talk. Caldero Talk. Uh, we're gonna be. <laughs> I'm like trying to gather my words. Yeah. Uh, let's introduce our guest again. We got Felipe, who we just found out started a podcast. Um, yeah. Drop that. Drop that name. Food for thought with Felipe. Hey, period. <laughs> we got uh, Taylor over here, Miss Cover of Vogue. Period. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and we got Jay over here. Who also has a podcast, which is... Talks with Purpose. Okay, come through 978. And together, they are working as a team, and they are known as... Imagina Essex. Alrighty, Imagina Essex. So, yeah, we're the... It's such a pretty... Like, it's so pretty. Yeah, it just makes sense. So, yeah, we're the crew from... You know, they they brought us on board. We're all uh, based in Lawrence, and uh, I'm the uh, community engagement coordinator for the project. But I'll, I'll take a moment to kind of explain the project to, to your listeners. Uh, so the Imagina Essex Project, we're, uh, we're working with Mass Development and uh, with the Creative Collective to put on a series of events. The series of events were kind of, kind of curated through kind of like speaking with the community to see what they wanted to see in downtown Lawrence. And uh, so we have a, four series of, uh, a series of four events uh, it's going to be the third Saturday of every month, starting June 19th. June hey, 10th. Juneteenth, baby. That's right. And, uh, and the first event is called Imagina Comercio, which is going to be a marketplace-style event with different vendors and artisans, health and beauty, fashion, art. <laughs> uh, we're going to have performers. Bia Javier is going to be there. Food truck. Uh, we're going to have a food truck, exposed brick, literary magazine is going to be there as well. And um, oh, it's an event, event. It's yeah, event, yeah. event. Yeah, Word. And, uh, and uh, so Frito speaks. Yeah, yes. be in the building too. Uh, so that's the first event, and then uh, the July event is gonna be. Is that right, July? Yeah, it's gonna be Imagina Gastronomia. It's gonna be a food-based event. Mm. Then we're gonna have Imagina Arte, which is gonna be you know arts of all sorts, musicians, dancers, maybe maybe. Uh, Maybe oh, baby, I'm retired. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> and, Clearly. Uh, and, and then we're going to have... You're a, on hiatus. You're not retired. In September, we're going to have Imagina Teatro, which is going to be a theater-based event. But the project itself is to highlight some vacant spaces in downtown Lawrence. Which is needed. And, and showcase... Our downtown is... It, it, it's sad. Our downtown. Oh, Our oh, Essex oh, Street. It's getting there. It's getting I there. I know, but it's just... It, 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 it really is... Hard to see when all, all these buildings are abandoned. It's sad to see those buildings, yeah. And it's like we can bring so much revenue to certain spaces like a retail space or like, um, you know, so many small businesses that are starting. And, and even here, they're here in these studios um, and we can offer them, you know, a good space there for a, not a low ball budget, but like maybe a Reasonable. payment plan or something, you know, something that attainable. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like people, they think about those spaces and they're like, oh, I know it's going to be mad money. I don't want to invest in that. I'd rather rent here where it's, you know, budget friendly than to go over there and do all of that. And when you think there's a picture in McDonald's on Broadway Street. Um, I don't know if it's still there since they renovated, but there was a portrait that showed Essex Street back in the day. Mm. And how there was a like literally where El Tayel is, there was a train track running through there. Like it, it's just crazy to see how Essex Street was so popping, and then now it's kind of just like what's going on. So there? something for me that I think about often because I'm about four generations deep a Lawrence resident. Hey, um, my family was grew up here. I grew up here. Um, you know, Essex Street and Lawrence is never going to be the Essex Street of the 60s and the 50s. Right. right? We can't even imagine to go back there because we're not going to regress in that way anyway. Um, but I think that there's something special about taking what we have here, all the <coughs> creatives that we have, all of the people that I've only even recently met that mm-hmm. I didn't know were here that are doing such great things and putting them together to create um you know, a great environment in these vacant spaces. These spaces are cool. We know that they have potential. I don't know. Let's see what we can do with them. So Imahina Essex and the project that we're all working on um, that's starting next weekend, the the 19th. That's so exciting. Is sort of bringing all of these creatives together, all of these artisans and 
food trucks and vendors, vendors everybody. and everything like that together in this beautiful space that has just been sitting here in our city. Um, we're going to really get a, an opportunity to see what the city responds to, what the people that live here respond to, and how we can just make it a cool space moving forward. You know, maybe it, it lives as a spot where we can all have like a music venue mm -hmm, with mm -hmm, creatives mm -hmm. and I don't know I just see I see all the potential nah. so we're excited how do you, to work on it how are you guys gonna um, how are you what is the terminology I'm looking for like with trying to see what, what like you're saying want to see what people respond to how are you guys going to take yeah. in that information well, like how are you going about that's kind of um, our keeping role. track of that so yeah. that's kind of yeah. what they want us to do with the video is like uh, the project is to interview people and see what they what they want to see on a street. And we might have something physical in there too. Yeah. Yeah. Right, like is there like, like a, a survey yeah. or like just... I think we will. I think mm. um, the goal for us, and we're still talking about it, it's, it's happening so fast, but gathering um, some ideas between Jay and Felipe and I, um, we're thinking about putting together like a, bo a board. Like a community wall type thing where people feel oh, like, you know, like okay, what, do you, okay, okay, what okay. do you see the space at, yeah. you know, as, you know, for the because future. Because we know like what the potential is. But yeah, there's so much. Oh my huge. God. It it's could huge. Be a, it could be a club. It could be this. It could be that. Yeah. They don't necessarily want it to be that. The city doesn't really want it to be that. And the owner of the building doesn't really want it to necessarily be that kind of business. We need it to house our creative community and right. our youth and people that, and just be a pl be. be a place where people want to go, and yeah. not not only that, Taylor and that people know about. Yeah, yeah. you know, Ta the location is so good. Yeah, yeah. Taylor's also going to be designing the windows, so the windows on two 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 Essex to two two six Essex, I believe, um, will be designed with promotional work, and so it'll be pretty cool for that as well. Like right across the street from Tagaluna, there's like blank windows there. So that building. Yeah. That wow, building that just clicked. Ah, that's that amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 where it's gonna be happening. But those that's windows awesome. are gonna be designed, so that would be pretty cool as well. And it's a great location because it is right there next to El Taller and Terra Luna. And El Taller has, has and, so much like and they have traffic. And they have parking. Which is, you know, <laughs> when you think about it, when you think about it, Essex Street is you know packed. Sold. You feel me? So when you go to like to go out to eat or whatever, you spend a good amount of time looking for parking there that they, they have parking yeah a very yeah, big spot parking is, lot. it's a great spot yeah it's, it's a for great sure spot on Essex Street. Mm. so it has and a lot of potential also i just want to shout out that um the spigot river brewery is also hosting a pop-up event that exact same day so you can pop over to there before or after our event and have a beer check out those people you can even walk there if the weather's good listen the restrictions are lifted mi gente let's get outside <sighs> And Merrimack Valley Black and Brown Voices is doing a, a Juneteenth block party after our event as well. You know what? Eric, there's so many so things happening. You know June what? 19th is going to be a good my day. My whole day, my whole <laughs> schedule has been cleared. We're good. We're good. Um, I want to ask you guys, um, what exactly does that process look like? So you're talking about having a community board. Um, but ultimately, I think we have to look at it at, in a sense of like, do we want just people to come down here and do exactly what happened with the lofts? Where the lofts were built, right? And it's great, but they're extremely overpriced for a lot of mm. families out here. Then they're really just attracting Outer. people in Boston who can yeah. get a nice loft for cheaper, you know? Exactly. Uh, so I think when people see things being built, automatically Lawrence, you know, uh, our, the residents here, we automatically go to that mindset of like, oh, um, you know, these people are coming here and they're, and they're taking our property and raising the rent and yeah, we're yeah. getting kicked out and mm -hmm. we don't have these things. So, well, I know, you know, from, from my, like, I know that's why, why we were brought on, you know, cause we're, we're from the city and, you know, we want to highlight the, the people that, that we know and, and that, you know, that we know that are doing stuff in the city already. And, and I, you know, from our, from our, understanding the property owner really is is very wants to make sure that we get the right and most sustainable business. business for the community mm -hmm. and like this whole process of involving the community in like kind of what what uh, they want to see downtown and kind of put the series of events is to kind of see what speaks to the community the most like like even the events themselves like if like if for whatever reason the the art one or the the theater one is the one that 
that really is the most popping or whatever, then that that highlights to us that that's what the community really mm-hmm. wants. So, so it's definitely a concerted effort to to kind of to 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 little by little kind of kind of ascertain what people really want and and to to and you know and that's that's considering the people who who are here and they're going to be at the event and 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 really kind of gauge people's interests in but in you know numerous ways uh, and some, it's kind of an experiment yeah it's a, it's a pi- it's a pilot so you know it is being put into play like you know our first one is on the 19th and like so we really like this one's like the first one might be a little bit rushed. The other one we might have more time. And what like, I can say though is it's gonna look so sick. It's gonna sure. be designed beautifully. The space is super cool. I mean, a lot of people probably don't even know this space exists, yeah. but right. it's something to be seen. Or so. always wondered what it was. Yeah, it used to be a bank. you've always driven by and mm-hmm, wondered what was mm-hmm. in that space or it's, took it's photos beautiful. outside of it in Some, the granite. Something else too is like that he was saying. The owner, Wendy Estrella, she has options. Like there's people that are trying to like you know book this like you know get this venue because it's, it's huge but she wants it to be something for the community like she's not just trying to you know make her most money with this yeah. she wants it to be something for the community and that's why she's allowing us to do these series of events in her space so they've been amazing as well now when you guys um think about what i would like to hear what the new essex street looks like for you the new you S- know, for what me? you would like to see there ideally okay. What I would like to see there, like I was speaking to Taylor about this the other day, is like a, some, so on the Zoom meeting, someone mentioned community living room. So that's exactly what I'd like to see. There's some, a spot where people that are 21, 15, 16, 35, 45 can go, network, meet new people, see new businesses, see what's going on in their own community. Because before this whole Imagina Essex thing started, I didn't know Taylor, and she's doing amazing things right here. Didn't know Felipe, didn't know you guys, and look how... Like, and there's so many more of us. Like, there's yeah. so many people just here in this own city that's doing amazing. Like, you have a friend that's trying to do a podcast. That's amazing. That's creative. I don't know him. So, you know, going to places like this where we can all just collaborate and unify and, and you know, just come together will be amazing. And just, I feel like that's what will help us grow. Work. Yeah, I'm kind of jumping on what he said because I feel the exact same way. And I feel like at this specific location where we are on... 238 Exit Street. It's, it's right next to El Taller. It's right across the street from um, Terra Luna. Terra Luna. It, um, that's a perfect spot. That's a perfect spot to have this hub. People love yeah. to visit those places already. Yeah. Um, it's walking distance to Spigot River, which is also doing great, amazing city things. Hall's right with, there. Yeah, it, it's a great part of our city. So just bringing attention to it and having um, that community living room where mm-hmm. everybody can network have networking nights, have creative vision nights. I mean, I do that stuff in Boston. Why not do it here? Right. Mm. Yeah, like for me, like I'm a musician as well. And and like when I started to look to play shows, I I found myself going to Haverhill a lot because there wasn't many places for me to book shows here. And, and so I just don't want to have to go outside of the city to do creative things. So for me, right. to have a more... You know, like the like the nightclub stuff is cool, and and but you know we we have a decent amount of it already. But like, for me, like more creative spaces for for people to do, you know, their their performances of all sorts. Because we have we have so many artists, so we have so many spoken word artists, so many people so making everything. music. Right. And and the thing is, like when you don't have the opportunity to perform, you can't get good at performing. Like when we have like. You know, like we had a Soul Night series at uh, Viva Bar, but when you have like, like that's like maybe like one of the like only like consistent events that happens maybe every but couple. Viva Bars. Time out. Are they Viva even Bar. opening no, back no, up? Not, no, I was saying before. <laughs> I was saying before. Time 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 There haven't even been shows, but I'm saying like before mm-hmm, the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But now that's like a nice little cute spot for somebody to pick up. I heard they, yeah. I heard they change it into something Mexican though. Yeah. Is uh, it a new it's spot? It's a new re- it's a new and, bar. And, and, and yeah. Yeah. It's closed, but I think that that's what right. they're trying to turn yeah, it into, like something so. Mexican. Which I like. And one thing I was gonna say is my thing is networking. And when you think about it, when was the last time you guys met someone new, like outside of work, outside of school, when you're in school, or just like outside of your family and friends? So like this spot could be that spot where you go and you network and meet new people. You're right. Yeah, I can just say that by working on this project for the past couple of weeks, I've already felt super energized by meeting all you guys, 
and other people in the community I had no idea existed and that it's it's got me like lit up inside again yeah and I'm excited to put, put together people <laughs> that, I, that I do know exist, and I want them to all meet each other, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, I, I like it, you know. Um, I think that, not that you need my approval, but... Um, well, we want it. <laughs> I think that, you know, there's certain things and there's certain ways that I see things, and I, I get what you're saying, you know, where we ha- want to have a hub where everyone can be in one place, but I just, I, I, I get weary when it comes to things... Uh, on Essex Street, uh, because I feel like Lawrence always gets lowballed. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like, you know, there's a new plaza up the street and Broadway. And when you look at the selections of stores, it's like, why do we have to have this? Why, why is, you know, Tello's so, so successful where it shows that retail is successful in Lawrence? Tello's is still around. What, whatever it's called, street style, whatever. What is that? I don't even know where that's at. Mad Rags. On Essex Street. Right, I was like. Mad Rags, you know, but yeah. I'm saying. I'm not going to hold you. Mad Rag and Rainbow. Right, right. So I'm, not, I'm not mad. <laughs> no, I'm not mad, but I, I just, I always said it. I'm like, if we just had like a mall, you know, or if we had, you know, uh, some stores where like they're coming here. Why do I have to go to New Hampshire to go to a mall that's dead? There's nothing at that mall. That could be that spot. That's, that's something you've been there once. Taylor. You've been there a hundred times. Like, that's, yeah. That's spot. Go ahead. Uh, go. I was gonna say I don't know if anyone's recommended on the podcast before, but there's a book called Latino City by Lana Barber that kind of talks about what happened in downtown uh, Essex and uh, how like the malls that that came to Salem and Methuen, how they, they kind of they, they destroyed uh, you know in a lot of ways. The, the down, but, but, downtowns are, are you but know. so in a sense do you, don't you think it, it makes you know some some type of sense to bring those big brands out here and create job opportunities and have us have something nice like an h and m like an urban outfitter like in uh you know because I get you know all of the small creatives I do mm. get that yeah. but when I think about the options that we have it's like why does it have to be so lesser value for us why are we not worth having there's an h&m and fucking you know in peabody and they're they you barely see it busy because mm. it's so accessible to them they're like i don't you yeah. know but here think about having a good store why do we have to deal with a, a mad rags which i'm not shitting on mad rags but i'm saying like why does that have to be our our selection you know mm. and, and you know i i think something that that's starting to be uh you know a trend is a lot more people I think are staying and and not leaving one because they're, that they're, is definitely yeah. a trend. There, uh, you know, I'm I'm one of those people. I like, I am like on this boat. <laughs> and, and like the thing is like, so we are going to, you know, the more the more of us that establish our careers and stay in the city, you know that that's going to help us shape what what things look like in, in a way that. It makes more sense for us, and you know, I, I guess I'm not really speaking on your H and M thing, but uh, um, uh, I just want an H and M. You're so stupid. <laughs> yeah, I H&M. just want H and M. I'm tired of I'm tired of not having an H and M close <laughs> to me. I'm tired of driving to Carabalé. So accessible, like, go to H&M. so accessible in New York and Los Angeles, and then I come here and I'm like. No H and M. Right? Where's the H and M? I'd rather have more tires than H and M, to be honest. <laughs> Yo. D- <laughs> For sure. What I can say about the retail, too, happening is that I think a lot of people are shopping, like, thrifting. They're buying secondhand. They're buying from their friends that have... So let's get a Buffalo Exchange. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't mind that. That's a good idea. Can we get a Wings over Lawrence? Like, Like, I mean, that's a good idea. I I mean, I like to hit the... um, What I'm... Where I'm seeing it... Where I'm seeing it is is bringing these big companies and juicing them the way that they would juice us. I like the idea, but I don't know if they... Yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. I don't, I, so what do we do in the meantime to get that? I think I think what we could do in the meantime is try to do the same thing, but with local brands. That's we have we have many yeah. local clothing brands out here. Local brands as we well. Have. But you know what sucks is that like if there's no hype, mm-hmm. people don't want to buy it, and it's like oh that's too expensive. I'm like okay, but like them Gucci slides yeah. are ridiculous. Just wait to see how cool this space is. People are gonna want to. I can't there, wait. I cannot wait. There. Like we need something like this. I'm just so. I'm so excited to see like what it, it can cr- become and what it can create because of it. It can it can also inspire the youth at the yeah. same time because which they, is they, important. They, they will see things attainable to them 
You feel me? When you can't really see things and things are not happening in your and city, you don't really like that go, part. Not only that, not that like part. showing them that you can be successful in your city. I think exactly. a lot of the times, that other all part. you hear is it's like, like oh, gotta get out, I got to get out, I got to get out, I got to get out. No, you can still be successful here and, you know, still make a name for yourself. That, you don't have to have a million followers on Instagram just, in order to be successful. I recently just had a, that conversation with a friend where it was like when we were growing up, it was implanted in our head that you yeah. had to leave. Yeah. Which is why I threw myself to New York with only seven hundred dollars. I was like, I gotta get the fuck out. I gotta try to make it. But then when you, when I look back at those times, and I'm like, I didn't do nothing over there, and I mm. could have done so much. Look at what I have I now here. here. Look at what I have now here. I mean, there's times where I, I'm a little bit stressed out, where I'm like, you know, there's just certain. It's a different lifestyle. It's a little bit more calmed down mm-hmm, than what sure. I'm used to. And it's not the same that you can't just get a stamp on your passport. Like you can yeah, go travel, exactly. but this is home. Like yeah. it's. There's this, this negative connotation I, I with like say, staying in Lawrence, like you do nothing with your life, and it's like no, there it is. I have I have there stamps on my passport to prove that I go mm, out, but like my family's is. here, and I want to come home to familiarity. I want to come home to the culture. There it when is. you leave this area, you're like holy shit, like yes, yes, get out of Lawrence Don't and see the world, no. yes. Yeah. Like, be able to immerse yourself in different cultures, yes. But, like, you don't have to shit on where you came from in order to justify where you're going. That's one of the reasons I I started Minds of Purpose because a lot of people, like, in the music field, they be like, oh, I got to go to L.A., Chicago, New York to get seen. But I'm like, no, start with your own community. Build around that. Like, imagine you took those $700 and did something here Mm -hmm. in Lawrence. How much oh, I would, think about it all the time. Everything happens for a reason, you know? I say, but it's just like... I like, guess my mindset at the time was like, if I leave and if I pop, I can come back and do it. Mm-hmm, okay. You know? But now, with social media and the way that things have changed... You don't need to leave. I don't got to go anywhere. I got... Look at what I got. Like, yeah. well, look at what we got. Yeah, look at yeah. what we started. Look, you know, look at where we're at. And it's like, too. when I think about those things and I'm like, yo, three years ago, you were just like, I just, I just want to be like... You know, and then you come back to Lawrence and I move back and I'm like, yo, let's start a podcast. Let's do this. Let's open up a brand. Let's do this. Like, and I'm just seeing now all the things starting to unravel. And I'm like, maybe I don't need to move and be broke again. Maybe I can just be broke here and and have what I have, you know, like. Yeah, I think like in regards to like people having to having to leave or feeling like they have to leave to be successful. I think, you know, when you have like the surrounding communities just kind of like kind of like pounding you with that narrative that like your your town doesn't mean anything and and like you you know i think people start to like internalize those feelings and and they believe it themselves you like do. it's like oh so i gotta get out of here so that that I can mean something you know yeah and and i think what more people making the decision to stay and show that that you can can uh, obtain success and and be here um is only going to to inspire the the younger people, like oh, I, I see successful people around me all the time, you know, and and that's only going to make make I uh, will say that better. I, think. I work like, with 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 youth with, yeah. currently, and they definitely do have way more pride in Lawrence yeah. than my generation did, mm-hmm. you know. My generation, since I, since I can remember, it's always been, I want to move to New York. Everyone around me, I want to move to New York. I want to move. To, that was the conversation. What are you going to do when I want to move to New York? I want to move to New York. I don't want to be here anymore. Now that's not the conversation. When I, I work at Movement City and when you talk to the kids, they're like, nah, I'm not trying to move. I'm trying to do it right here. Like one of my friends who she was on the show, shout out Lisi, like she, we just had that conversation and she was like, why would I go to LA right now when I'm, I'm touring. She's just she's I'm catching her stride booked. right now. Um, yeah, I'm booked. I, I have a team. I have producers. I have dope-ass artists. And she's like, it's just, it doesn't make sense to get up and just, just to say I live in L.A. And that's the interesting thing about the youth and that Gen Z community that's happening right now is they want to do that. They want to be thrifting. They want to be making putting their stamp on everything that is already like accessible to them and theirs and putting their spin on it. And that's what I love. And that's what I want to bring Out to the here. forefront. Yeah. Because and we've been, we've, you know. I still want an H&M, but I got you. Shopping local is also becoming Stupid, a trend. Bro. Like, it you know, is. It is. Like support support local your local. It's, it's becoming a trend. You feel me? And that's what she was saying earlier, that sometimes, like, damn, 
this needs to become a trend for it to happen. But that's what literally happened. Like, you know, the support your local trend started going around a couple years ago, and it's been happening. I see it with my own brand and my own merchandise and everything I do. And, it's, you know, it's, it's a good thing, and we got to keep pushing it. because These kids want that. Yeah. They, they, they need that. Yeah. Mm. You know, because it's like, like I said, for so long the narrative was get out. Get out. My parents were like, get out. Go. Mm-hmm. Flourish. Yeah. And then I went out there and it was just poor. <laughs> and I'm like, this is hella ghetto. Mental health, poor. I need to go need back to home. Back. Like, you know, and now it's like the Gen Z. And then My favorite thing is telling people that I'm from it's always yeah. interesting when you tell people you're from Lawrence and then they're like, oh. You're from there. Yeah, yeah we, I went to a Pride event last week and we were in Boston and we were like, yeah, I we're from so Lawrence. I was so I was at work watching your snaps. Like, like yeah, we're from Lawrence. And, the, and we pulled up like 10 deep and they were like, Lawrence? Like, you guys are from Lawrence? And we're like, yeah. That's my favorite. Are you from Lawrence? And they're like, oh, how so- is it out there? And I'm like like a regular place i'm confused there's crime everywhere i'm in boston where you guys are like literally killing each other all the time like what 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 are we worried about right now yeah it's just the narrative they have around lawrence and it's like so we could thank the eagle tribune shout out eagle tribune so yeah you want to come to our event this week (laughs) (laughs) well depends what narrative they're gonna spin something i was gonna say is (laughs) the youth in lawrence they need like a direction pretty much like there's a lot of there's, you know there's gangs out here there's a lot of gun yeah. violence there's a lot of like all of that going around so if the kids start seeing more positive things that they can get involved with whether whether it's sports music arts you'd be and, surprised what kids will get into when they're bored yeah and they'd be stupid shit like that and but we got I think, I think it also goes back to you know your mental health uh, mm-hmm. point that you were speaking earlier um, because I think it starts at the top I think yeah. it starts with the parents who are not mentally there and and paying attention to the child uh, and the things that they're doing in the street and they're thinking mm. oh he's oh uh, that's just nina she's just you know stealing cars that's eso cosa de niño <laughs> those are things kids do and you're like no, no the fuck no <laughs> like yeah you say that but like there's parents that like that's the life they grew up in like you feel me like, I know. and there's kids that you know their parents weren't gangs and that they have a choice you feel me they didn't choose their parents yeah. they grew up and their parents were, you know, big, you know, gangsters and they, they're OGs of whatever Just gang it is. Just being able to, like, you know, know that there's a space. And, like, I know there's Movement City, um, you know, there's, you know, the Boys and Girls Club, the YMCA. But I think but that... But there could still be more. There's, that, there just needs to be more options because, the, not for nothing, the Boys and Girls Club and the YMCA sound so childish. Mm-hmm. Movement City's like, okay, I'm a teenager. But then you got like, the, where is there a space to move into, like, young adulthood yeah. and, like, moving up? Thank like, you. there's nothing for It's like that. after 18... You're on your own. Yeah. Figure it out. Like, that's, that's, you know? that's why their minds are purpose. Because, like, if you go to a nightclub, you can't go table to table to meet new people. They're going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? And you go to a restaurant, you can't go table to table to try to meet new people. But when you cultivate a community, which is what I'm trying to do, you're able to, like, oh, shit, yeah, he does music. Oh, yeah, that person has the, a brand. Oh, yeah, they do lashes. They support each other. And we all grow yeah. we're together, like, together. So let's hope that the Imagina Essex project brings these people together and that we start getting the juices flowing. It will. It definitely will. what we need. Here. And I think it's important to point out that we started this conversation about this event and look at how much it's going to affect. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. this is... This is the way things it's a happen. Effect. Like, yeah, yeah, it's like we went from the event to like, wait a minute, we need H and M, and then we. Most importantly. <laughs> and now we're talking about the youth, you know. But um, we need things like this, and it's I thank you guys this. for putting it putting it together. Um, and I know it's going to be successful. The space is beautiful. Uh, this is happening June nineteenth. June one to one to four. One to four. So- it's every third Saturday every month for the next four months. Perfect. Right. And, uh, and if we outside, then we got to be outside in the right places. You sure. know what I'm saying? For sure. So I'm here for it. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having us. We are not done the show. We have one more section. Right. Yes. Go ahead. Bring us into the next section. <laughs> I forgot the name. I forgot the name. Reposar. the positive affirmations. They hey, go. okay. Y'all heard it first. A reposar. All right, y'all. Welcome to the last section of the show. This is Reposar. 
where we give you guys any positivity, positive affirmations, quotes, whatever it may be, any announcements, and we leave you guys on a good tip. We just had an amazing Caldero talk with our guests. Yes, we did. And uh, does anybody want to start off? Go I for guess it. I'll start. Um, my favorite quote that I've lived by for a couple of years now is, be the change you wish to see in this world. Mahatma Gandhi. It's still hey. Mahatma Gandhi, yeah. It all starts with you. You feel me? Like, to just start. Like, you know, stop thinking and just do it. Like, whatever it is you want to do, go for it. Work. Work. I love that. And bouncing off that, I'm just going to go with community. Yeah. Loving the community, sharing with the community, being the community. Being a part of change, being a part of the progress. Mm-hmm. And the process. What about you? So uh, this was on my Facebook memories today. Ooh. And, and uh, not, now that we're talking it's about this, it, it made me... Uh, meant to be. Oh, wait. I just lost it. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh, here it is. It says, let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. And, you know, I... I, uh, you know, try to, you know, my, my involvement in this project is because I want to, to, uh, to be what I wish I had when okay. I was younger. And I feel like I'm at a place where I can, I can help with that. And, 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 and knowing, knowing what I didn't have, even, you know, even as a musician, um, but all across the board, yep. it's like, like I, you know, I'm I'm here I'm here for the community. Work. Work. Mine's is mindset is ninety percent of the battle. And I think that's where I've been at lately. I think that trying to stay positive and being in stressful situations and telling myself that the stress is temporary, it doesn't deserve my emotion, it doesn't deserve my reaction. Um, has been helping me out so much because these past few weeks have just been an emotional roller coaster, and I've just been trying to stay positive. So what what I have to say to what you just said is, let's focus more on the solution instead of the problem. Exactly. A lot of people. I tend literally to <laughs> focus more on the like. You crash, I like this guy. You, I like him. <laughs> you you, cra- you crashed your car. Oh my god! Like yeah. You I know. literally. What do I always say? I'm like, don't come to me with your problems. Come, come to me with solution. the solution. Yep. The computer broke. That's the problem. The solution was, if the computer's broken, sis, I'm sorry, you're going to have to go get yours. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's not harp on the computer right now. And many people, they dwell on their problems. Like, something's going wrong, and they start dwelling on it for, like, let's say, two days. Those are two days that you could have been doing positive (sighs) things. And I'll give you one conversation. You know, I tell my friends, I'll give you one conversation about your, you know, whatever you're going through. And then after that, like, let's just let it go. Let it out and let it go. What about you, sis? Um, I think, sis, the theme is, like, community for this one i would just say that you are allowed to move on to bigger and better things for your life but just don't forget that wherever you come from helped shape that mentality Period. and helped you move forward because you saw something bigger for yourself Period. and hopefully that place gets an h and m yes please that's yeah. the that's the announcement i'm making we're getting an h and m manifestation right uh, so <laughs> plug the show one more time. That plug the events. Let them know where they can find you guys on Instagram. All that. All right, Imagina Essex. Uh, we're gonna be on two thir- thirty eight Essex Street the next um, four months. The third Saturday of the, each month. Yeah. Starting uh, next Saturday, June nineteenth. The first events one th- one to four. Imagina Comercio, and there's gonna be lots of great vendors there. Fashion vendors, health and beauty vendors, art vendors. So come through. There's going to be performances, uh, passion, steak, taco, Ooh. food truck. Mm. It's definitely going to be my cheat day. And, uh, <laughs> and so Frito Speaks is going to be there giving autographs. Facts. Facts. <laughs> um, and H&M invites. I'm going to have an H&M petition. All right, go ahead. <laughs> also, also, anybody that's interested in being a part of the next events, um, reach out to us at Imagina Essex. Yeah, for sure. You know, we, we're going to be doing, the next one's going to be focusing on food. So if you have any prepackaged Ooh. foods, any, you know, if you're, if you're a licensed food truck, you can reach out to us as well. The next one after that will be art. So anything involved with the arts, I don't think we have any niche right now. So just reach out. Yeah. And then the last one will be theater. So any actors out there, performers, 
reach out and let you know let's do something great for our own community. i definitely got someone for each of those so perfect right, i will let i will let them know to reach and out th- to and you. that's how we make these events better by talking to yep. people in the community and like as you were saying them i'm like this boom. person okay boom this person all right cool this person so i'm down i want to say thank you to you guys for thinking of us oh my god um yes. that was super flattering and i was living in my moment period mm-hmm. um i appreciate you guys so much for putting this event on I cannot wait for next Saturday. It's gonna be a good time. We're gonna get, you know, we're gonna have a really good time. The performers, the everything, the vendors. I want to try some of that food, um, and yeah, I'm I'm really on and hip to what you guys are doing for the city. So I appreciate you. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you. Thank you, thank you. And you can follow us on Imagina Essex uh, on Instagram. We're just Imagina Essex. Okay. Perfect. All right. We love you, Lauren. Hey, that sounded so smooth in my ear. By the way, I was like. Okay. All right. My name is Rosales, and I'm blasting off. And I'm Nina Montañez. Stay blessed, me. Oh. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Sofrito Speaks. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Sofrito Speaks to keep up with all of our latest content.